0: Encryption, the officially unofficial podcast for Mister Robot on USA. I'm Jim. I'm Aaron, and today we're talking about season four, episode ten, titled "Gone." Aaron, you've seen it
1: at least one more time. What'd you think of it? Um, there's a lot of things I like in this episode. I really like kind of what they were doing with Darlene and Dom, and how they structured it to where. They made, I think, the right decision for some of the wrong dis- reasons, maybe. And then they ultimately arrived independently at the correct course of action for both of them. And yeah. how they subverted, how it looked like they're leaning into and then subverting various fan community expect- uh, 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 expectations all through the end, I thought was pretty good. I like seeing Irving. Uh, I like seeing Leon. Um, but I also thought there's a lot of like, are they kidding me with this stuff in this episode? Like this, Uh this episode to me had the basic feel of like a season three or season four friends season finale. Mm -hmm. Like, oh my God, Ross is on the way to the airport and he's going to go with his his Japanese or Chinese girlfriend to mainland Jap. Japan or China, and oh, Rachel's going to the airport, but then she gets discouraged because Joey said something about his childhood. And it, the it, 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 tonally, it, it felt weird like that. But, and also, there's several things like, you know, there's this been this plane crash theory that has, uh, risen and fallen in the fan community. And, It feels like Sam is poking fun at and yet taking seriously that stuff. Mm -hmm. And to the extent that he's doing that, I don't even know what to think about like Irving's appearance because everything in my analytical brain says that this is bullshit and this means they're in danger, but everything that's actually happening on the screen says that they're safe and this is just a put on. Yeah. And that's a really weird spot for me to be as a fan. Like Mm -hmm. I feeling like I have to have an ironic detachment to this entertainment, but also take it deadly seriously. Um yeah, yeah, no,
0: it feels like he's throwing up uh, a bunch of smoke screens mm-hmm. um and hoping you know, that we'll both enjoy the smoke screens we're seeing and yes. also not actually discover what he's trying to do until he does it. Right. And and also I think that mostly works. Like Sam Esmail yeah. has been able to for the bulk of the series and and especially this final season yeah. pull off a lot of that like hey, this is what you want, but you're not going to quite get it exactly how you thought and also letting you know that i know what you want mm-hmm. that kind of thing and he's done it really well this episode depending on what goes down and i want to give it another what, two weeks let's give it two weeks yes. the end of the series to see how i feel about it ultimately but this episode feels like he's gone too far with that hmm. in some ways i i th- so i i want to say I like
1: the bulk of this episode. Uh-huh.
0: I think all, all the things you mentioned about
1: um, what you liked about it, I agree with. And I'm not upset that we took a step back to breathe and get a some kind no, of uh, yeah. some kind of closure for Darlene and Dom. I think that was absolutely necessary. And I'm not yeah. one of those people to be like, "Oh, this is a fucking boring episode. Who gives a <laughs> shit? It's the women." Fast forward. No. Like,
0: I I love the descriptions they've been doing with this show, where it just says <laughs> we we stand Don Lean or yeah. I stand Don lean. Yeah, yeah that kind of stuff that like little wink at hey we know what the audience wants here we're going to give you some of that and i feel like they really did deliver on that mm-hmm. the the resolution to dom and darlene's relationship i thought was great mm-hmm. i have 3 chunks of this episode that i that eh, one that i really dislike um okay. and two that i thought i'm i'm going what the fuck i need to know more okay um we've talked about it ad nauseum on this podcast but the economics of this situation and the power dynamics here don't make any sense, mm-hmm. and that seems to be the central thesis of this entire show. And so, I'm really worried that they're just glossing over the finer points on all
1: of the economics. You're talking about just div- dividing up the dark, yeah, the, this Robin Hood plan? groups fortune amongst x amount of people on the planet.
0: Yeah, and if you've been listening to our podcast for the last few weeks, you know we've we've talked about why this does not work with very powerful, connected people. Uh huh. Taking their money. Yeah. Um, it doesn't work in the other direction either. T- taking the poor yeah, so, people's so, so money you, and you, giving you, it
1: to them? No, no, I'm saying it's like <laughs> okay. it, it, it doesn't work on the intake. Like there's not that many bags of gold for Robin Hood to get his oh, hands okay. on, and it doesn't gotcha. handicap the, 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 the people as much right. as you'd think. And also, the money bags he does, if he divides it amongst all adult members of the U.S. population, all adult members of all Western countries, all adult members of the world, it starts becoming like, you know, well, gee whiz, thanks, Robin Hood. I can take this and $5 and go get a Happy Meal, you know? (laughs) Right.
0: (laughs) And I will say they they play it, they they do they make a smart move here by not telling us exact numbers.
1: Now I think that's unfortunate... a ca- That's bullshit and cowardice because it implies that the. But if they're gonna run this show like they've run this show, yeah, they
0: need to do that. Because hmm. if you start saying like, "Hey, here's numbers," and they don't line up with anything in reality, mm-hmm. it becomes even more egregious. Yeah. Um. But they made the mistake of giving us a number. We saw 140 billion dollars in that one guy's account, and people have kind of reverse engineered the math here. And figured out that this is not a huge amount of money, but it's probably a decent chunk of change.
1: Well, Depending so, on how,
0: depending on who and wh- how you divide it, yeah. Yeah. So that's point number one. Point number two that I disliked is Irving. And mm-hmm. you talked about how it's sort of insane, Darlene and Dom's reaction to Irving in this episode. Mm-hmm. And then two, or number three, I fucking hate the tonal clash uh, with the Carly Rae Jespin song. Mm-hmm. I absolutely despised... That the tone that that song brought to this episode. No, that's, that's it is so not Mr. Robot. That's the friend that it season took me finale. Out of the episode, and all I could do was say, "Oh God, this music." Uh huh. And and look, Mr. Robot experiments uh-huh. a lot. I'm not going to fault it too much for that, but for me personally, this scene did not work at all mm-hmm. because they were trying to go for this like fake rom com moment. that just. Took me out of the episode. That they didn't subvert it anyway, right? And and that was the point. Like they were never going to give you the fake rom com moment because that's not Mister Robot either. But so
1: that goes back to like you know that goes back to there's a there, yeah everyone uh, sub, uh, subverting expectations is all well and good. But mm-hmm. as we found that like earlier this year with Game of Thrones, not necessarily is it welcome or wanted, you know, if you just completely, okay. you know, like some, well I have a basic expectation for a show to be good and satisfying. Mm-hmm. You don't want to subvert that expectation. Right. And I felt like, I don't know, there's, there's, I wasn't like a really committed Dom lean shipper, you know, I thought that was uh, because, you know, there's the, the, the relationship began on just terrible, terrible uh, that you needed a couple more seasons for them to kind of square, the relationship between them being betrayed, you know, the, the the blatant betrayal and like trust and all that kind of stuff and you're not going to get that yeah. but, you know I, it, I I, it's still if I was a person that was hoping to see that and then I see all that stuff kind of lean, you know, the like this episode just trying to build towards that and then at the very last it's like pulled away from me like Charlie Brown and the football I, I, I guess I'm really bummed out and it felt like I'm having my the salt rubbed in my wounds a little bit and and there's a you know if you continue to do this stuff like where you tease people about the crazy theories that they're making about their show because you love they love it and they're mm. spending way too much time watching it they're spending way too much time researching it perhaps spending way too much time podcasting and then you <laughs> tell them that those ideas aren't important and kind of ha ha if you thought they were seriously at best you're training your audience to no longer take the shows seriously and be as passionate about it because their passion has been not being rewarded, being made fun of, mm-hmm. and at worst, it comes across as like William Shatner on Saturday Night Live telling the fans to get a life, you know, like actively hostile. And and I don't know that that's what Esmail intended. Maybe he was trying to be more playful. Yeah. Um, but yeah, those are that, that's what I that's that's what I would think that I then I, I think that's why. There's so many people that like the theory crafting going on about like, well, what does it mean when Irv showed up? And mm-hmm. why? Why would the Dark Army do that? That's so crazy. But like, well, White Rose just shot the most powerful CEO in the middle of the street on Christmas. So like they, they're just wilding out. They're going crazy. And like you just they're like turn themselves to try to figure out like, you know, fucking um, Tyrell's is going to come back and Dom's going to die in a plane crash, sure. except for it's meant for Dom. And it's like. I don't know, man. I feel like it's not going to be anywhere near that cool or glorious or wild or crazy. But yeah, I'm still trying to figure this show out. We
0: are three episodes. But
1: Irving shows up. What are the odds? What are the odds? He shows up at this Boston International Airport the day after Christmas. And meets Dom. They're they're astronomical. Yeah, um, and and again, coincidences do happen. But this is the show sure. where White Rose stares right in the camera and intones, "Coincidences don't happen." You know, <laughs> and like, that's the thing. I'm I, like, why I say I'm trying to still
0: figure this show out three uh-huh. episodes from the end. It's crazy, right? Because. Every time they do something, mm-hmm. I look at something like this and I say, well, that's clearly not within Mr. Robot's wheelhouse. They yeah. don't give you they these would, happy, saccharine endings. they and wouldn't yet, do. And yet I look at episodes like last episode mm-hmm. and I say, when Elliot, you know, screams into the sky, when Darlene screams into the sky, we did it. We did mm-hmm. it. And the music swells and tells me they did it. They did it. hmm am i being played with am i being lied to i won't know until the very until we've seen every inch of film that he has to to show us right because even in season one going back to season one the end of season one was supposed to be that triumphant huge moment right we beat e-corp we took down the the people who are ruining the world but the football was taken away from elliot like exactly yeah it was pulled out from in front of him and Uh i keep at, with every time they unveil a new moment like that, I'm always waiting for the football to be pulled away. Yeah. And then they do it in this do, this lean moment, right? Yeah. And so I'm assuming that they can't possibly not do that when it comes to the bigger, more important structural things about this show and the message. Yeah. But I'm lost. I'm swimming around here, and Sam esmill has got the ladder by the side of the pool telling and me you can since, come out in three more hours.
1: Yeah, especially since, like, this show that is always pride itself in its realism and its grounding in fact, like the moment of triumph is something that like my my instinct um and what I know about the world is saying like well no this this isn't so it's right. like is so you're like eventually the tr- tables will stop turning and eventually yeah. White Rose or Elliot will be on the upper have the upper hand of this table who has hands now and I mean it's been a hell of you a, know, like a it, ride like, yeah like it's, it's spinning around spinning around yeah. it's got to stop but up until it does like the table is still spinning really really fast and yes. I'm not sure and you know at, at the end it's like what if i think white rose is one but you know sam esmail wants me to understand elliot's one Mm -hmm. and i don't trust the language of the show anymore or it's it's economic underpinnings then that's a problem for me now there's a lot Uh of people that like you know that are doing this and are not doing uh whipping out their phone and doing calculations on 50 trillion divided by 200 million and stuff like that yeah that that might just be like oh well you know it's robin hood and that's good and and, but, but, you know, I don't know those, I don't think that's the hardcore fans and it does seem like yeah. it's polarizing. There are, it, it is, it, it it feels very polar. Like, you know, I, I feel like after I've done this so many years, I can tell when like my view is an outlier mm-hmm. and when my view is like the majority and when my view is like one of the many tossed and turned into Turbulency and it yeah this feels more like the latter when I'm looking at the reddits and I'm looking at my feedback because I I got like an equal amount of people saying, uh, I can't fucking believe that Sam Esmail's flirting with the goddamn rom-com. As I got people, those people saying that this episode is a rom-com have their heads right. so far up their asses, and I'm like, and that, well, that's, that's the, the the that's
0: the brilliant <laughs> part about it, right? That it's like a yeah. subversion. You think it's going to be a rom-com, this, this... but I never thought it was going to be a rom-com, right? Because that's not Mister Robot, and yeah, like, yeah, I I feel you, man. It's it's something where I'm not going to feel settled at all with this show until the very end agreed and having it remains that, to be seen if i'm going to be satisfied by this yeah, show yeah. although yeah. i think this last four years of of the show has been with with and maybe an exception around uh-huh. the second season or so yeah uh pretty amazing yeah like the journey has been worth it i'm not going to be disappointed with my time spent on mr robot mm-hmm. but i might be disappointed with the ending
1: yeah, no. And, I, and endings are tough. That can happen. Yeah. That can happen. And it's not fatal to like, you know, sometimes it is. Like I think that uh you know, look at what happened in Game of Thrones is like, man, such a huge community, enthusiastic community yep. that like what's left of the community seems to be just there to like make jokes about the double D's and mm-hmm. the HBO canceling prequel orders and stuff like that. It's it's more of a yeah, cynical, the, meaner fandom absolutely. than it used to be. But And I
0: think that's earned. Like Game yeah. of Thrones was fucking up for
1: seasons yeah, before the end. Esmail
0: hasn't fucked this season up. I no. I like this season a uh-huh. lot. It's... It's one of the best Mr. Robot seasons, probably, yeah. if not best, it's top two.
1: And I even think this episode had some amazing stuff. Like I really liked Darlene's kind of like, uh, you know, self-care over a panic attack. I like how they, again, they had this really brilliant structure for the in the, the, the these women's relationship to where they what I think they portrayed is they arrived at their correct conclusion for themselves mm-hmm. in a situation where, you know, they both thought the other had kinda had had kinda given up. Yeah. And I think I think Dart I, I don't know, cause it's it's or, or they made the right decision for the wrong reasons and then the universe immediately, at least in the case of, of uh Dom blessed her decision by giving her first night of sleep and Right. I don't know, how however many years I, she said. I just
0: think of the Rolling Stones song, you know, you can't yeah. always
1: give what you want. Sometimes to, sometime to get, sometimes what, to get you what you need. need. Yeah.
0: And I think that's exactly what happened to both of them. Yeah. This episode. That'd been and, perfect... and it was satisfying.
1: Yeah, it was very satisfying. Yeah. And but it's just like still Irving is what and some of the things like Dom like <laughs> Yeah. Dom playing like she's just shell shock bewildered through and also she's just Less than twenty four hours recovered from a stab wound and surgery. Yeah, like you know, I'm I'm not even. I I, people just want to say that I'm nitpicking. Like I'm really letting a lot of stuff slide. Absolutely, this is like major structural things. Which I guarantee you, stab me in the lungs. I'm not coming back the next day to do a podcast. I'm not running.
0: (laughs) I'm not running sixty gates to do it for damn sure. Up a set of stairs. I'm not shoving enormous dressers in front of my door. (laughs) Yeah, shit like that. Which I don't care. That's fine. Whatever. People recover quickly. Look at Elliot. He got hit by a fucking car, mm-hmm. dropped off two cliffs, sure. and he's basically fine. I'm okay with that.
1: Yeah, but there, are, there because he's actually a robot, Jim. I don't know if you saw it's the true. theory. Uh, uh, okay, let's get into the
0: recap. We yes, talked a please. lot
1: about this episode already.
0: Housekeeping
1: something new coming out just this week we have bald move christmas merch this is a first for us we made some ornaments with our logo on it uh alexis made some cool reindeer skull enamel pins that are absolutely metal literally they're they're made of metal with enamel on them if you want to add some bald move jolly to your holly check out merch.baldmove.com asap so you can get these by christmas speaking of christmas we're doing this Christmas thing for club members. We do it every year. Where we watch watching podcast Christmas movies, Christmas-themed movies. And I think this year might be the best yet. If you're a club member, stop what you're doing right now. Go watch the videos that we made. The podcast versions, they're fine, but the videos are even better because Cecily went and added a bunch of contextual clips from the movie and it just takes things to a whole other level. Go to ballbooth.com, You can't miss it. It's on the front page. I just watched Home Alone 2, and it's been like three months since I recorded it, and it's fucking hilarious. We put the entire McAllister family on trial. Kevin, Buzz, all the way to the despicable Uncle Frank. Jim, history's greatest monster. Grandpa Joe from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory or Uncle Frank from the Home Alone franchise? I'd have to see Uncle Frank's history. Like,
0: I don't know how far back this goes, how long he's been conning the family, but Joe's got a twenty-year con going, so I think he gets it.
1: It's a, a debate to be had. It's and close. I, I think there's hints that Uncle Frank is a sex pervert, and there's I, the yeah, Uncle jo- un- Grandpa Joe's just running a just a lazy scam. Yeah, so, he's milking his family. Sure, uh, he's not scarring Charlie <laughs> andor or their chocolate factory. Uh, non-club members were also giving away the last uh, years. Wait. Non-Club members were also giving away last year's 12-minute short film, The One-Man Manger, A Very Giamatti Christmas. We did pyrotechnics for this video. It's extremely polarizing. You can see it on our website or search YouTube for One-Man Manger. Check it out. Uh, it's kind of a bummer, but we had to reschedule our interview with Kim Rinfro because of scheduling issues last week. Uh, but we're going to have her back this week to talk about binge culture, The Mandalorian, and all things Baby Yoda coming out again later this week. Rick and Morty also came back this week after taking a week-long break and we got full coverage of that which is one more episode to go for this little half-season deal that they're releasing on Adult Swim. But we're here for the surprisingly smart extra-dimensional dick jokes. If any of this stuff sounds good, go to baldmove.com to subscribe or search for the show name wherever you listen to podcasts. Dom
0: is recovering in hospital bed as she realizes who White Rose is thanks to a news broadcast. Uh, the doctors tell Dom she can't leave soon. And her family is in a safe house, but she can't see them because they don't trust her. Dom demands to be discharged against the advice of her doctor, and they let her go. Uh, she can't take a cab home, thanks to the anesthesia, so the nurse calls a social worker to take her home. Um, and we, we, you see that the doxing of Deus is making news all over the place. Um, they're trying to fight it with sort of claims of fake news and, yeah. like all these security outlets that are probably under this thumb. caution
1: and believing, right. you like, know, take,
0: unverified. Take fucking Gideon and E-Corp. If E-Corp came to him and uh-huh. said, hey, we got this big scandal, uh, we just got doxxed, and they go to Gideon and they say, we want you to deny that this is actually true or question the validity of these documents publicly, he would fucking do it in a heartbeat.
1: Yeah, and he'd so, also ask him if he wanted the uh them, him to, to wax her car afterwards. <laughs> right. Yeah. So
0: you've got to imagine, like, <laughs> this is not legitimate security concerns about the
1: authenticity of these documents it's more it's the big the, it's the, the money and the power media behind that them. is being having their leashes chain, chain, yeah. uh, yanked by their their overlords and, and this is yeah. a detail i really liked uh-huh. about the the realities of that situation sure. right yeah. you don't just dock somebody and suddenly they get taken down yeah there's a there's a struggle and i think there's also something kafka-esque about um juxtaposing that with like this the the struggle as an individual person that has liberty to leave a hospital. <laughs> you know, <laughs> okay, yeah. like, like how this is all very much for your benefit and your concern and, you know, just to help you out, but mm-hmm. also fuck you and I'm a burly guy and I'm going to push you in this chair and if you hassle me, I'm going to get security and it's going to be a big... Uh, uh, uh.
0: Yeah, They they really set a tone... For dom in this episode with this first scene i mean yeah the 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 closing and opening doors over and yeah. over again at the end of uh-huh. the scene
1: yeah how absurd is it she's parked out there yeah. like not in not out the door the fucking robot door doesn't know what and to do with her how grating all of it is mm-hmm. and and her numbness like you you
0: feel all of it yeah and it's they brilliant did a great job
1: again they didn't take uh you know they, they didn't take the episode off from a filmmaking standpoint no hell no
0: uh, okay, Dom gets home. She medicates.
1: She prepares a sandwich, and then Darlene shows up. By the way, yeah, casually grabbing a handful of Percocets and downing them. The rest of this episode, she would have—I guaranteed—gotten a good night's sleep. And I don't <laughs> think she makes it through the car ride. Yeah, like holy shit! Did, have they ever hinted that she has a problem? I can't. I thought remember. she was pretty straight-laced. There was a theory that, like, maybe uh those suckers she, that she was she was always sucking on were like some kind of molly sucker do you remember that like some kind of like uh, a lolita thing what's what's going on I, here i just remember that being like the suckers is that people were speculating that was some kind of drug or some some kind of thing mm. and i'm like i never i thought she was pretty straight laced yeah. like just getting a handful of percocets and gulp you're yeah. gonna be out you're gonna be out you're gonna be out like a light
0: Uh, yeah, so she, Darlene shows up and tries to convince her to leave, but she wants to see this investigation through so that she can see her family again and apologize to them. Uh, they, they kind of go around in circles here. They argue a lot about where she's safest, where any of them could be safe. Um, Dom claims that she's not alone here and she'll be fine. And she's got Alexa and Darlene smashes it on the ground and says, basically you're living in a fantasy world, uh, and demands that she she come with her. And that works apparently. Um, <laughs> you had kill her friend, and yeah, you kill, yeah. kill, kill the only friend. Who's who's more evil, uh, Janice or Darlene for smashing Alexa, her only friend? Did we actually see Darlene <laughs> kill a person, Alexa?
1: Oh, I'm sorry. Did we actually see Janice kill somebody? That's why I was ju- juxtaposing. No, but she was gonna
0: kill her family.
1: Well, it's all hypothetical. I That's don't true. know if she would have gone through <laughs> That's with true. it. One of them did kill. She might have been all bark, no bite. Friend. Might have been all bark, no bite. All mm-hmm. all um, stuffer. What do you call that? All taxidermist, no no hunter. Yeah.
0: Yep. Okay.
1: All taxi, no hunty. Um. There's a couple. Biz- there's a couple ominous, weird things in this scene. Number one, do Faith people path. actually make grilled oh. cheese with mayonnaise?
0: Yes. Apparently that is a thing because it has a higher smoke point and so it doesn't burn your bread as fast. It crisps it. Hmm. I don't know. I've never tried it, but
1: I've always used maybe butter, and I never weekend. had like. I, I, yeah, I might. I might try. It's mm-hmm. a lazy. It sounds like it, it's being built as a lazy person's butter because you can just you, you yeah. get a higher threshold for burning. Mm-hmm. Um, Although she manages to burn the fuck out of this grilled cheese, anyway. I thought so too. She's like, it's been a long. It's you know how long it's been since you've had a gr- good grilled cheese sandwich. I was Like, honey. <laughs> You still haven't had a good grilled cheese sandwich. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck, man? It's it's the little victories, though. Like, the fact that she did actually come home and make this. You know, it's weird because grilled cheese self-care, I feel like, is really hot right now. Like, it was just, like, a pivotal moment yeah. of, the season, of the mid-season finale of BoJack Horseman. Huh. Like, what? Is that the new, like, comfort food yeah, for everybody? Yeah, I've been really into grilled cheese this year, too. It's like, yeah, it's, it's it's quick, it's easy, but it's surprisingly good. It pairs well with soup. I, I, I don't know. Yeah. Um... So, at what point do we want to talk about the plane theory? Because this was the I first. Think when they
0: show her passport later on the road trip.
1: Okay, because this is the first bit of evidence that people were going crazy about with the plane theory. Um, Alexa okay, well. Actually, Faith yeah, present it. So,
0: this is the Faith Hill thing?
1: Yeah, okay. Yeah, go so for it. So, if you're not aware, there has been throughout Mr. Robot's history, starting in season two, I believe, this, this, this persistent theory that someone, and in particular Darlene, was going to die in a plane crash. Mm-hmm. And the evidence was thus. White Rose had confessed to killing the previous CEO of E Corp by a faked plane crash. Mm-hmm. Um, There's multiple sequences of planes and plane crash imagery. Uh, Darlene stood beneath a like a model of a plane. I think it might have even been a clock that was on uh, the wall of an apartment. Uh, She cried in front of a framed picture of a World War II bomber. Uh, She had a poster in her room of Patsy Cline, who died at the age of 30 of a plane crash. Um, One of Trenton's brothers had a model airplane, a toy airplane that he was running around in the foreground making like airplane noises with while Trenton was arguing with her mom and Darlene was sitting on the couch and he made sputtering engine and then plane crash noises right in front of Darlene. Mm -hmm. Uh, These are things that happened in season two and three. Darlene and Cisco talked about going to Budapest and flying there. And that's when people started saying like, oh, my God, this is foreshadowing, this foreshadowing. And, you know, things kind of like died down. Uh, because it didn't seem like anything. Until was... like last episode, I think there was a plane in the sky when Darlene looks up exact- at the billboard. Yes, and people were like the plane theory is back on the menu, and then this is just nothing but red meat because, yeah. uh, as we're going to point out, this the obscene coincidence of Irv showing up at this at this airport. Yeah, we'll get there. Um, and and there's also some more stuff around that Patsy Cline,
0: uh, theory. A little more info when we get to the scene with Dom's ID. Well
1: what's the cause I'm about to do the play the the Faith Hill um the, 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 the Faith Hill connection. So. Um
0: so so the ID that she has, this Jackie Doublehorn fake identity on her yeah, passport. Yeah, yeah. Uh the passport was issued on March fifth or sixth. I can't I can't remember. And this kind of intersects with another popular off by one. The off theory. by one
1: theory that we've talked about a lot this season.
0: Right. So Patsy Klein's plane went down on March fifth, like
1: 1930 or something, uh-huh.
0: whenever the fuck she died. <laughs> uh, and she was 30 years old uh-huh. at the time. So, uh, Darlene, or I'm sorry, Dom's passport, it was issued either March 5th or 6th, which could be either the day or off by one from Patsy Klein's demise. And she's also 30 years old on this ID because it's issued or her birth date is shown as 1985. So, so that is it the issued
1: be, date or the birthday?
0: No the issue date is the March date okay and the 1985 oh, it is means her that she'd be thirty date. okay she would be thirty years old okay. the same age that Patsy Klein was when she died in an airplane crash
1: okay so interestingly faith Hill uh, internationally famous country singer um applied for a job as uh, Reba McIntyre's backup singer back in I think this is ninety one or ninety two or something hmm. um. And she missed the job. The person who won the job boarded a plane with Reba McIntyre's band. Took off. The plane hit bad weather, and Reba McIntyre's entire band, including this new backup singer, was killed. Holy shit! So Faith Hill, by by failing this audition, narrowly missed a plane going down. So she's the Darlene. So there is a yeah theory that like Dom. That Dom is going to die in this plane crash and Darlene is going to miss it because of some some sort of coincidence or happenstance. In this case, it's because she, you know, will she, won't she d- her way through <laughs> a hotel bath or to, through an airport bathroom in a panic attack and, and landed on the won't she. Yeah. And that's why I'm saying there's a lot of there there. Uh-huh. And I ask you... Will your opinion of this improve or deep or or dis decline? Yeah, decline. Improve or disprove. Improve or decline (laughs) based on whether Dom's plane explodes next episode? No. I don't think so either. I don't either. really care. Like You don't cuz I, I feel like if 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 the plane blows up, I'm going to be like, "Well, this is consistent to the foreshadowing, but like why?" You know, I, I thought Dom's Ark was saying some other thing. And if it doesn't blow up, I'm going to be like, "Why all the plane crash bait, man?"
0: Uh, well, <laughs> I I question, like I I always constantly question whether the internet is digging too deep. Sure, yeah. Because the coincidences are there to be found with everything. If you look hard enough. Like your numerology shit, like your off-by-one theories might come to nothing. Sure. And then where where does that leave you? Like disappointed? No, I'm not going to be disappointed by that.
1: I know, but I think that's because I've made a conscious decision uh, as of like a season and a half ago to stop taking these conspiracy theories too seriously because yeah. I'm like, everything that Sam Esmail was saying was like, it's not going to be like this. And the fulfillments we saw, of like the Back to the Future stuff was hinting towards the reset of the show to a season one rather than like a literal time travel thing and i think the the, all this this white rose stuff is going to work out but Mm -hmm. i think there's a lot of people maybe this is their first rodeo on a mystery box show they're going whole hog into that and the show seems designed to reward that kind of behavior and i don't know how i'd feel if i was that type of fan at the end of all this if the planes don't explode and if white rose doesn't step out of a fucking delorean I okay. don't know. Yeah, I feel if, like if you're super up invested
0: a, in those theories. I can, I can feel it.
1: Yeah. There's lots of passionate fans that are marching towards that destination, and yeah. I, I'm scared for them because I think they're going to have a bumpier ride than Dom going down on her airplane to Budapest. Is <laughs> <laughs> like, cause you think she's not going down on the airplane? I don't. I no. I, I, I think. Yeah, I think Sam's just fucking with the audience, and I think it's yeah. deliberate fucking, and that's what I'm, I'm really not sure about. You know, I, I'm looking at this very much as a Schrodinger's cat thing, like.
0: Mm-hmm. It may it might be, it might not be, and I won't know until I open the box. And I'm not gonna get all worked up about which it is. I just sure. want to in time open the box. And yeah. we
1: will. Like But it's like, you know, we have the impulse to fuck with our fans every once in a while. Like during the silent episode, we literally considered for a couple of minutes I mean, releasing yeah. a podcast that was exactly as long as the episode of just of just like our theme music and then silence. And like that would be funny, right? Like but if I think people they'd would be in on that joke. Yeah, But but still, it'd be like, you know, I could see people being annoyed because why did I download a 50 megabyte thing? You know, I used up my data, blah, like, yeah, blah. Only the Australians would be annoyed. Sh- yeah. Sure. But like, I, I could see like a lot of people being upset because, you know, yes, even though they're in a joke, they didn't come to be joked. They came for a fucking entertaining podcast. So we never sure. do that. And it's wild that someone with this high profile would, if that's what he's doing. But I He's kinda, definitely doing some of that. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, um, he's he's winking at all
0: of us. Yeah, and, but I might be over. Laughing, I also too. might be
1: overacting. Maybe the type maybe there's fans out there that like being teased and scared. Like it's like going to a haunted house.
0: <laughs> That's the thing. I looked <laughs> back i talking with them.
1: Lost was my first
0: uh, rodeo with a mystery box show. Like X said. Files was mine. And so I got really into podcasts. I was sure. listening to Jay and Jack's podcast yep. every single week and theorizing along with the rest of them, posting in the forums, making art for it. Like I was doing all the shit that i see people doing on reddit which is cool and in the end i don't regret the journey like i really still treasure my time with that show sure it's just it didn't turn out the way i wanted it to yes yes and but i don't i don't really i try not to let that color my entire relationship with the show yeah. Like, yeah, I'm not going to go back and watch that show again because I've been there and done that and it won't be as good. Well, I but think like, that's
1: the wisdom that comes with media consuming age is that I've been through several puzzle boxes and I've seen ones that are intensely rewarding and I've seen ones that were a yeah. tease and collapse upon their weight. And I start to feel like, uh, okay, when something feels like this, it's starting to feel like Lost. It's starting to feel like yeah. X Files. When something feels like this, it's starting to feel like, okay, this is more like, you know, season one of Westworld. This is more like, um, Know, I'm trying to think of successful puzzle boxes. It's it's a lot harder to uh, think of those. True Detective is kind of one. The first True Detective, season. but it, a lot of its puzzle box stuff was just like accidental or like the you know took taken way too seriously. Um, yeah, uh, some of the Fargos, you know, like uh, the, mm-hmm. I know there's been there's there's certainly been ones that pay off. Uh, I mean, fucking The Watchmen right now. I think we are seeing a yeah. successful un- one unfold. Mm-hmm. Um, and Mr. Robot's like always walking that line between. Oh yes, my time and attention to this show's mysteries is paying off to like drink more, more Ovaltine.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: I I feel like that's that's just part of Sam S.
0: Mills' experimental nature. Yeah, like he's going for something that not a lot of people are willing to go for. Yeah, in television, uh-huh. and I respect that. Will I enjoy
1: the, yeah. the final result?
0: I don't know yet.
1: Yeah. Yeah, really he don't. wants to you climb on the fan base and goad him with the spurs and run it <laughs> run, right around for eight <laughs> seconds. And I guess we'll see how that will go. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, between this and homecoming, uh-huh. uh, I'm I'm still on board, even if he colossally fucks up the end of this. And oh, I yeah. think nothing rings true. He's I'm in, still on board for his next. He's show. in the Noah Hawley camp of like, I'm definitely in for whatever he does next, because yeah. it's original and fascinating, even if it sometimes yeah. gets a little too out there, a little bit too pretentious, a little bit. You know, because I can say the same things about Noah Hawley. I haven't seen Lucy in the Sky Diamonds, but holy shit, that film got savaged. And huh. Fargo, like, I've had my problems with some of the seasons of Fargo and Legion yeah. while being a treat. Yeah. So anyway, this isn't the Noah Hawley show. This is me saying that, yes, I agree with you on, on that CMS, And I, I'm a guy who hated season two. I, d- I despise season two. I would never go rewatch season
0: two Yeah. unless it was in service of uh, some kind of theory crafting. But, like, mm-hmm. I... I even that, even that large chunk of this show being disappointing to me does not take away from the highlights. hmm So. Okay, let's move on. We're at a motel. Uh, Elliot goes over the thumb drive that Philip gave him. We don't really get any info on it. Uh, then Darlene and Dom show up, and Elliot breaks the news that he's going, he's not going to escape with him. He's got stuff to do in Washington Township. Darlene's fine with that and says she's done. And then Darlene also says the money is ready to go out now that it is untraceable. Been run through a bunch of crypto tumblers and, and shell accounts. And she asks Elliot one more time if he wants to go with him, but he's he's not done himself. Uh, and he doesn't want to do the honors of of uh, distributing this money. He wants to give that to her. Because hmm. she helped a lot with the hack in the end. Turns out she's like kind of the one who got it done. Mm-hmm who who ran into
1: the end zone she got 99 of it done elliot just brought brought the one though it's a big yeah. one but still just the one mm-hmm. uh i There's will never get in... tired of seeing elliot's little kitten smile that he does you know that thing where he's like he's got a closed mouth smile a closed mouth smile hmm. and it looks like a living oo emoji mm-hmm. i don't know how he does it it's like fucking I adorable just his face. <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, so that was... And, and I don't know how many of those we'll get to see from here on out. Uh, yeah. It's because it's... I think we got a little of a smile last episode, but, man, it's been, it's, it's been pretty gloomy this season. How so deep I like did, that. How deep did you dig on the road trips
0: of the Alderson family? Uh,
1: I did not dig very deep at all. Okay. I remember the, I uh, the, the fictional one that... Uh, the ALF episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because uh, yeah, in
0: this scene, Darlene claims that she's never been on a road trip. Mm. Ellie claims the same. And we had some information about an Alderson family road trip, an annual Alderson family road trip in that episode. And that turns out to probably be false, like mm-hmm. not actually a thing they did. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how important that is to the overall understanding of Elliot's uh, mental state, because at this point we know if so much more about it. If you can't trust an Elf
1: episode to be an honest narrator, right, a reliable, then I don't know what the fuck you're doing. Yeah, you know? come on, Sam. Come on, come on. <laughs> Now yeah. Irv shows up, suspension, the disbelief failed. <laughs> uh, the other
0: part of that road trip conversation, the Sour Patch Kids, mm-hmm. is actually kind of interesting. It's a callback to I want to say it's season three. Um, when Angela's hold up in her apartment, Ellie goes to see her and they have this conversation through the door where they reminisce about this wishing game they used to play. Mm-hmm. Things they wish for. And one of those things was going on a road trip, uh, and he talked about how they would they would need to get. A bunch of sour patch kids which is kind of a cool callback yeah so despite not being uh not having ever gone on a road trip himself elliot's elliot knows what's up with yeah, trips. he's been he's been planning stop at the gas station you gotta get caffeine load up on a bunch of bullshit foods yep
1: uh, my my go-to is usually combos i'm a fan i uh i i like combos i like i like combos i like uh uh peanut m ms Okay. That's my go-to like uh, road trip fuel. All right. What's your feeling
0: both as a passenger um, on this road trip and also as the one who would be doing the
1: eating of beef jerky? If he ate beef jerky, would I not like it?
0: Yeah. I mean, just like because I like to eat
1: beef jerky on road I trips. I think beef jerky is fine. But it really stinks up a car. Does it? I've not noticed yeah. that. Maybe because I'm a beef jerky eater myself. There you go. Okay move on. Put some th- substantial in your stomach. It keeps that tank full.
0: Absolutely, energy. Uh, did Dom take a shower between these scenes? She's got her hair like all up, and she's been in the hospital, and now it's down, and you know it's looking different.
1: I, yeah, I got the impression that no, Why, where okay. would she get the, yeah, the chance to she? take a? Yeah.
0: Okay. Um. She's not able to get a soda, and she ends up back in the motel room where Leon's rolling a joint, and he claims he's here to help Elliot and Darlene, and tells her to watch. Three Days of the contour, Condor to understand his philosophy of life. Yeah, uh, I'm all about
1: that, got that contour myself. That contour, <laughs>
0: yeah. That's that's the remake. Uh-huh. Uh, I did not do a ton of research on Three Days of the Condor, but it's pretty easy to get what he's going for with the synopsis. Yeah. Um, it's just simply about a CIA agent who is doing a bunch of research and figuring shit out, which... You know,
1: Dom's an FBI agent yeah, spes- who likes to do that. Specifically, he looks for weird, random patterns and hidden, coded information like novels, uh, magazines, newspaper articles, and he uncovers an actual crime from reading a crime novel. Okay. Uh, and this is this is awesome. Okay, this so, and ties this,
0: into the episode so heavily. And
1: this is why people are pouring over the excerpt from Irving's book that yep. you can get on his fake publisher website. And mm-hmm. this is why people are screen, you know, capturing the brief frames of the synopsis of the book yeah. and trying to make out what blurry words say because they think this is now the key because they said the thing that says this thing is the key and sam esmail is just rolling is smoking his J and giggling yeah right and
0: and pointing at the fans and laughing yeah it's uh-huh I, but but how much is he laughing and how much is he just kind of uh, feeding the fans you know like like giving them actual sustenance versus sort of just having fun with his I'm, captives i here. mean i don't
1: know is this beef jerky or is the sour patch kids i'm not I'm, yeah. I'm, i think the jury's out as as you as you said yourself for sure uh where are you on dom rolling with the punches in this episode because granted she had a fistful of percocet yeah but she's always been this like kind of ramrod straight legal eagle type person um with the caveat that she also jerks it to perpetrate uh you know perps uh, uh, <laughs> uh, interviews but do you think she walks into this room, sees Leon, and is like, Yep, that's what I'm doing. I'm going on a road trip with this guy who blew out the brains of X amount of dark army guys, who's who has weird loyalties, who's saying now that he works for the almighty dollar, which means, you know, which even, he be bought even at her low 99% of her wealth gone state, White Rose probably has enough to turn yep. his head. Like, no questions at all. No questions. Yep.
0: That's not super easy to buy as an audience member. Um, I think they've done a little bit of, of foundation building here because that first scene shows very much how disturbed she is that the FBI does not trust her. Even though she's brought them everything she possibly
1: could. I mean, is this like Dom just defeatist going through with like, okay, well, I guess literally sitting in my apartment and waiting to die is not the best solution. So fuck it, I'll go with Darlene. But she's just, yeah, you know, in complete whatever mode. Um,
0: I think so. I think she. I mean, I I think she still views her life as forfeit at this point. (laughs) It's not until the very end of the episode where she gets some kind of. Uh, I don't know. Rejuvenating uh, event.
1: Yeah, Joey Badass yeah. is uh, campaigning for a Leon spinoff on Twitter. Did you see that? I saw that. What, you, you in for a Leon spinoff?
0: I I might give it a try, but I don't think the I don't think the audience is there.
1: <laughs> I don't think USA <laughs> is going to be on board for that. That's true. If they have a similar fall off from like Breaking Bad yeah. to a Better Call Saul, then there'll be about seventy five thousand people watching. Yeah, um, but I don't know.
0: I don't think that's gonna work. Maybe
1: it's a different audience. You get Joey because Joey Badass is a successful artist in his own right. Maybe you can bring that. There you go. Get that audience on board. be mm-hmm. like the 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 Mister like like Empire seen through the lens of Mister Robot kind of thing? All right. Still don't think the audience is there in USA, but hey, I, I I'd give it a try. Give it a try, Joey. Uh, so Darlene gets back to the room and they begin the road trip. Uh,
0: Darlene sleeps and Dom and Leon converse and they're kind of staying off the main roads. Um, Leon has to piss and he kind of harangues Dom throughout this scene for not knowing anything about movies or books, apparently. Uh, Dom's got a passport under the name Jackie Doublehorn, which we kind of talked about. With a little prodding from Leon, she tries to figure out her new identity, which is a pastry chef with a soft spot for Nutella. Had to rewind a few times, catch Nutella. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, so there's a mention of Vonnegut in this scene. And I did not get the reference. I was like, Dom here. I went and I looked into it a little bit. And um, this is part of, I think, Breakfast with Champions or Breakfast. We, we have
1: some commentary in uh, the feedback about it. We do? Okay. I'll give it credit to it when we get to the feedback because it seems silly to wait for it. But, like, the, as I think was also revealed in last week's feedback, the central conceit of this is Kirk Vonnegut, the, the author, steps, breaks the fourth wall, and has a conversation with the protagonist of the novel. Gotcha. And people, one of the theories uh, resulting from that is that Sam Esmail, like he did before, Saying hello, friend to all of us earlier this season. We'll step behind the camera from behind the camera and actually have an Elliot interrogate him about like why all this is happening, and that is huh. so fucking wild that it it might work. Maybe like I think it's it's one of those things like fuck it. If Vonnegut pulled it off, then yeah. a person can probably once per. Per genre or or medium Generation. of literature, yeah, okay, and yeah. and you need to be a talent on that level and that kind of audacious, so we'll we'll see if that's where they're going down. We'll see, yeah, but that could also be fucking self-parody mm-hmm. uh, if they're not careful with it. so I'm excited, I'm excited for the possibility, so the context around the the idea of of the mirror being the piss um is that
0: In the story, the character calls mirrors leaks because he thinks that they are sort of connection points between dimensions. They're leaks into another dimension. And so he says, steal me a mirror instead of... Take me a leak. Take a leak, yeah. Gotcha. Uh, What do you think Leon's real name is? Because we learn a few things about Leon. A, Leon isn't his real name. He's very into Vonnegut, and he's also a Code Red guy. In the scene. I think his name is
1: Leo. <laughs>
0: oh Jesus. <laughs> the
1: worst uh the, the worst false name ever. Pseudonym yeah. ever. Yeah, he saw Leon the Professional and said, Ah, that's the kind of guy I want to be. I've seen some bad pseudonyms in my day. Uh-huh.
0: But that might take the cake. <laughs> uh actually Leon the Professional, it's funny you mentioned that because I think that is what they're going for with him. Yeah, I
1: think so too, probably. It's because the first thing I think when I think of assassins for hire, I, I mean Leon's right up there.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I was looking around on Reddit this morning, like I don't know, twenty minutes before this podcast, and I saw somebody had posted uh, a picture of him sitting on the car when he was out in the desert with Mobley and Trenton. Oh yeah. Uh, and he was wearing the sa- the same style of glasses that Leon the Professional wears gotcha. on the- throughout that movie. Gotcha. So they're definitely leaning into that with him. Very cool. Uh, so we go to the rest stop, which is one of the nicest rest stops I've ever seen. Normally, it's just like a patch of dirt with a uh, fucking
1: park bench. Yeah? I've i mean, seen some the, nice rest the ones stops I've seen. in my area in, yeah. in, my, in my time.
0: This one's paved. It's got a fucking
1: park especially like ones that are just crossing the border of a state i feel like the state's like the flex you, you, this is you right go from georgia to too. florida and like florida's rolling out okay. the gators and yeah. the orange juice and you go from florida True. to georgia and georgia's like oh yeah well how about pecans we got pecans what's peca- that's some peaches right. fuck your oranges we got peaches and they got like yeah they, they get they get elaborate they get elaborate when you go Apparently. from state to state or, sure. when, or when
0: you stop next to a dam i guess not so much
1: in the midwest because you roll no. from one state to the other it's just kind of like meh yeah, You're it's... lucky to get a sign. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Um,
0: yeah, so they're, they're at this rest stop. Darlene tries to sort of savor this moment that she transfers all the money from their their deus heist back to the people. Dom is kind of like getting in the way of that and she has to calm her down. Uh, and she convinces Dom that this Robin Hood thing is uh, Robin Hood's a good guy. And this, and she celebrates by screaming into the air like a lunatic. Mm-hmm. But everyone is kind of celebrating, so it's not
1: really that weird. Yeah, they just assume that she got uh, she got her payday. Yeah, and she really needed it much more they, than the they other also, people. Everyone's attention snapped her, and it's like she got more money than us. Go <laughs> grab her. her, grab her, tell her, tear her cell phone apart. Yeah, yeah, society descends into chaos as everyone now has something that they need to protect um tell us how much money this could possibly be all right so i looked it up and apparently the world's combined net worth yeah is something around 250 trillion dollars when you say net worth you're talking everything. all owned property i'm all talking liquid the value assets, of everything all... that someone owns in the world real property and wow. it's 250 trillion dollars and that if you divide that evenly up amongst almost eight billion people, that's about thirty-one thousand dollars per person, okay. which is a decent chunk of change. But but we know there that's are not with that going equation. to happen because okay. there's that's literally all of the wealth in the world and that's yes. not liquid, et cetera. So let's say something what 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 is the number did you saw people throwing around because if if you had a so hundred billion and you had a hundred people in that that'd be about 10 trillion
0: yeah so i it was 140 billion that came out of that one guy's account
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh that was just one of 100 so we're yeah. extrapolating and saying average was 140 so it's 14 trillion okay people have, have estimated much higher than that and i don't exactly know why it's
1: hard to get it past that honestly i yeah. did numbers for 50 trillion uh if you do 50 trillion across 8 billion it's about 600 6,000 apiece hmm. uh across uh like all adult people in the united states like a 200 and some million people it's about 250,000 per person yeah but i don't know why you would limit this to just north america because you know Probably arguably the, the it's it's weird because this is all well, go ahead and make your numbers point, and then let's talk about the other problems with it. Because I think you're going to come up with a, 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 a kind of a more. Re- These are like generous, best case estimates, the ones I was giving.
0: I mean, the number I've seen thrown around from calculations that are largely agreed on is uh-huh. like 50 grand ish to each person. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a number that I would look at and go, holy shit, that's awesome. But it's not a life changing amount of money.
1: No. No, I don't think. I. It just depends because like if it's across because the numbers that high almost universally left off like Africa, Asia, yeah. you know, South America, um, you know, and, and if you're given if you're Robin Hooding people and you're leaving off the most poorest and the most destitute, the ones most abused by this world, new world order, yeah. then you're doing it wrong. But, like, the other thing is, like, if you include those, the number, the payout is smaller. Like, I, I was seeing, like, $6,000 payouts, which, like, you know, that's nice, but not life-changing at all. But, like, at if least you're a Sub-Saharan African farmer, yeah, you are fucking rich now. And I kind of think... 10-plus like years of salary right there. Yeah. Like if you're making a dollar a day working every day a year... and and the, And the thing is, is, like, I think you could frame this as something like that, because if you could take the, the top one percent of the top one percent and make them destitute or as poor or like or just no better than anyone else, and give their wealth across the world, that probably would change a lot of things. But the what the story they're telling is this like these people in a fairly wealthy, um, advanced country being excited about getting. I don't know maybe a year maybe twice your years pay maybe half your years pay maybe a month's pay in your thing like I mm-hmm. it it did feel if, if you did the math for me any anyway kind of underwhelming and I would love to know like what yeah because that I think I think it's an act of cowardice not to put a number there because depending on what number Sam would put there I would either be like well why do you think this changes anything? And if you put the number very large, I'd be like, how did you arrive at this number? Mm. And I feel like not wanting to have that conversation, Again, like, you know, what is the point of all this? Like, what is he advocating for? Because one of the things I think the right-wingers have a very strong case is, look, if you took ev- all the world's billionaires, you put all their money in a big pile and you divide it up amongst e- evenly amongst everybody, you would have a good time for a couple of months and then you run out of money and then what the fuck are you going to do?
0: Yeah, I don't think anybody's advocating for that.
1: They're advocating for doing that every year. Right. Essentially. But, but like, Which that is... That is- Potentially cause for a big change, but this is a one time event. But th- that's what I'm saying a one time yeah. event. And like, even if you did it once a year, like the billionaires wouldn't have a billion dollars the next year, you know? Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's, it, I, I think that's persuasive because if that's, if that's why you're doing it just to like hand it out to everybody and you're not trying to accomplish anything else, then like, it seems like not a great way to do things. And I think that this is kind of it highlights that, that, that talking point issue because Sam just doesn't want to have that conversation.
0: Right, and I think that's smart of him because I don't think that this show is prepared to have that conversation. Mm. This show is very focused on what Elliot could reasonably get done as a hacker, and I don't think that eliminating all of the connections and all of the wealth of... The top one percent is something that a single hacker could reasonably get done.
1: Maybe I mean you're, you're probably right. I just look at like how much ground like Watchmen has covered this season, mm-hmm. just on a complicated topic like race relations, and I think of like four seasons. You've got uh, this passion audience, uh, undivided attention to talk about economic disparity. I don't know. Yeah, M- maybe no, a little could. less fantasy would have been would have been nice to have. I absolutely agree with that. I think if they had laid the groundwork for
0: that in previous seasons of the show certainly go for it but But that's why I came up with Todd Dab
1: like three seasons ago so I wouldn't have to continually bitch about this one topic that I'm dissatisfied with so
0: (laughs) and ultimately you know it's it's gonna be what it is and it's either gonna ruin your enjoyment of the show or it's not depending on how you how you view it um I do know that the people without e-coin wallets are gonna feel pretty
1: shitty now like, That's, ah,
0: damn, I should have gone over to Evil Corp yeah. and got
1: my wallet. Like all those people saying, no, this is wrong. These companies are profiting yeah. off of our ignorance and they're taking advantage of us. All those people, fuck them, they don't get the money. Yep, The sheeple that went all in on the fucking mark of the beast, they got paid, they got paid out. The people who are more likely to get fleeced right, all over again.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it'll be interesting. Uh, it won't be. We won't get that far down the line to see the, the ramifications of that. Uh so then they arrive at the airport and Leon tells Darlene that he's got some shit that she could get up to when she gets back if she's interested. Uh she might be, but she's gotta think about it. And then Dom sees Irving in a convenience store inside the whoa, airport. Whoa, whoa,
1: whoa. Yeah. Joy Badass comes to you, says LLC or S Corp, what do you say, Jim?
0: Uh I I tell him both. Yeah. I tell him incorporate as an, an LLC, but get taxed as an S Corp. Yes.
1: AKA That's the how bald you do move it. method. Lots of advantages for a, yeah. a, a person with the cash you're talking about, Joey Joey. <laughs> yeah, you want you want the S Corp. You want to be able to yeah. take the dividends. And, and at roll the, at your... the ca- You <laughs> want to take them dividends at the capital at the at the capital what Hell the fuck yeah. is it called? Roll your joints twice as big. Yeah. Capital gains tax. That's what you want. You don't want to pay mm-hmm. that payroll tax. That's for suckers. It's no. for suckers. Uh yeah. So then
0: Dom sees Irving in this convenience store inside the airport. He signs a copy of his book for her. Dom asks him to please not hurt her, but Irving isn't interested in hurting them because they apparently don't care about her anymore. Her family isn't in danger because the Dark Army and the Deus group are onto something more important, and he leaves without event. But he says she still's got to pay for that. Still got to pay for it. We think he's talking about the book, but... There's a lot of things Dom needs to pay for
1: I mean, when the Dark Army's concerned. Yeah, I saw a hundred different people sharing that screenshot of the closed caption of her pointing him pointing to her and saying she still got to pay for it. Like, mm-hmm. that's what I'm saying. Like, I I I, I love the scene because I like Irving, but on the other hand, the more I think about it, the more I don't like it because is this Irving a joke? Is he working for the Dark Army again? Um, you know, as someone who self-published a book not too long ago, the turnaround time on this novel yeah it's impressive yeah like like not not just uh, ready to go and edited and like it's printed it's got standouts yeah. of them it's uh boy it's this, this real is real go-getter the dark dark army must have really that that's, it's right below importance of the congo project <laughs> was <laughs> the beach towel project <laughs> white rose is just really <laughs> ramming that thing through like you can't disappoint irv it's got to uh-huh. be in the stores by christmas damn it guys damn it like, focus on the Congo project. That's why Elliot got away with all this shit. You yeah, know? She was distracted by the beach towel project. Hell yeah. Um, I don't get it. I don't get okay. it because almost I... no outworking of this plot makes me happy. Like, if this is just what it is, which is a way to tell us that this is not anything to worry about, mm-hmm. I don't get it. It seems like it's a very mixed signal. If it's actually a Dark Army plot to do x i'm really scratching my head what's the fucking I point like why yeah.
0: why tip your hand i guess yeah. is my question why have irving show up and potentially spook uh dom mm-hmm. who remembers the last time very vividly that they yeah. encountered each other mm-hmm. uh it, it's a really good question because the you have to look at sort of the fallout of this conversation right is did the dark army if they have a plan achieve what they plan to achieve in getting Dom on this plane and Darlene off it I think the exact reverse happened right because I think what they wanted is either Dom to stay or both of them to stay mm-hmm. uh, sort of local to you know when I say local I mean the US um, th- I think that was the if this is a dark army plan the intended consequence
1: yeah and and also just Dom and Darlene's conversation which is like you think this is legit oh yeah it's totally legit okay I guess it's legit like It doesn't feel like two people who should be deathly afraid. No, uh uh-uh.
0: The other reason this feels weird is because of who is telling us this. And I think if you want us to believe that the Dark Army is not after Dom and Darlene, you need someone other than the Dark Army to tell us. You almost have to have Elliot himself tell us. Mm -hmm. I don't think there's anyone else in the show I would actually believe on that level and just sit back and go, okay, they're safe. Yeah uh so it that really does not work for me mm-hmm. i i which is why i'm kind of expecting the twist here
1: so, so much x dark army show you know showing up at this at this point yeah
0: leon X yeah. ex dark army like,
1: do we need uh white roses uh, new assistant to come in and be like oh yeah no for crazy coincidence i'm flying out of boston back to china because like yo, yeah we canceled this all this dark army shit it's gone yeah yeah white rose really fucked it up stacked it up no one cared like it just doesn't feel right. Nah, and and if I were Dom, my alarm bells would be going off. All of my instincts as a Puzzle Box watcher is like... And but, as but, an FBI agent. But like, it's just almost like a David Lynch move to pull something this crazy, coincidental, out of nowhere kind of thing. And maybe he's channeling some of that energy. A little Twin Peaks to return. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm honestly hoping for a twist at this point because
0: it would make more sense to me mm-hmm. as a viewer. Uh, anything else? want to talk about this is this i guess it's just a lot of fan service um in this these couple of scenes yeah because the next one is dom telling darlene what irving said and it's a huge weight off her shoulders darlene still wants to go to budapest but she doesn't want to go by herself unfortunately dom has changed her mind about running away with her uh she tries to convince dom to let go of her old life create a new one with her but she can't
1: and then uh Dom does the same pitch in reverse to Darlene. Yeah. Yeah, they're both arguing. You grow up and take this job in Cyber Command and track down Edward Snowden for us. Yeah,
0: they're both kind of saying, yeah, follow my path, Uh because my path is the right one. And I think they both come to terms with neither of their paths being the right one. Yeah. Um, But yeah, Darlene sits at the gate deciding whether to get on this plane, and Dom's deciding uh, whether or not to leave this terminal. They end up... uh, Deciding not to do either, and they miss each other at the gate as Darlene freaks out in the bathroom, has a panic attack, and Dom boards the plane. And this flight takes off, and Dom sleeps her way toward Budapest, um, while Darlene stays in the States, determined to take care of herself. Uh, and perhaps okay with
1: being alone mm-hmm. for the first time. And Irving's book puts Dom right to sleep on Dream. Dreamland. <laughs> sure does. Chapter one. Chapter one. Just a real snoozer. Yeah you it's, really got to get to the end. It's a wow. Yeah, for sure. yeah, at least the chapter 12 where he strangles yeah. his mom. Uh, do you think... <laughs> so there's people going crazy thinking that episode 412 will have Elliot strangling his mom, his mom's psychic manifestation of his oh. consciousness in the boardrooms, presumably. Okay.
0: It's like, his mom's dead. What are you talking about? Yeah, yeah no, that you know, That mom.
1: Uh, that could be. Yeah. And uh, there's... Uh, I, uh, yeah, it, people freeze frame to back of the cover, and it's about like you know a plot twist and you know a person in a position of strength versus a person's position of weaknesses and turning the tables. And it's just it seems like it's broadly metaphoric for this season and Mister Robot as a whole. I don't know that I saw anything to, like hang your hat on, but yeah. Um, here, so I guess when you said I hope there is some kind of twist, and I, I guess the twist would be that Dom and Darlene are both under attack. Um or, or back under threat again. I just feel like this 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 story ending only works if that doesn't is not the case. Like Darlene, like I mean, I, I does it work? The if happy Dar- ending. Yeah, like Dom only discovers works, sure. that she can finally get a night's sleep because she can relax finally. Um, you know, then she gets blown up. And Darlene decides <laughs> yeah, that, that, like, you know what, I can I, 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 can get through these panic attacks and I can calm myself and things won't be perfect going forward. Because I, I thought that was actually pretty nice. Like, uh, this is what, you know, if you're recovering from some kind of a mental or emotional problem, it doesn't look like you just don't suffer from the problem again. It's mm-hmm. more of like, you know, if you're prone to panic attacks, you'll probably always have panic attacks all your life. It's just you'll get better at identifying what triggers them. You'll get better at calming yourself You'll get better at trusting that these won't spiral out of control and destroy your life, but you still have to deal with them. You still have to manage them. Um, Same thing with depression. It's not like you're never going to get depressed again. It's not like you're going to have setbacks. It's just that those dark tunnels will get hopefully shorter and you get better at getting yourselves out of them and you'll have a stronger support network that you build up in the good times, um, et cetera, et cetera. And I, and I, I like that, but like if she... Uh, has this nice moment of recovery and then walks out of air, uh, airport and gets her bla- brains blown out, then mm. woof, where I does that character they, development go? I believe they call that bittersweet.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean. I, I don't know that you want to kill both of them, which is why sure. maybe Dom dying makes a little more sense uh, with this airplane theory and everything, but I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Well, How do you feel about this, th- this Carly Rae Jespin song, which is, Extremely diverse. I Like or, I said, I thought that's, that's divisive, that divisive.
1: That yeah, that really lit, plays itself into the the Friends season three finale feel of it. Yeah. I didn't have any particular animus towards it because I'm I don't think I have as big a axe to grind against poppy pop music as you do. Yeah, but. that's the thing. I, w- I was looking at the scene. And I'm going, okay, why did I not like this?
0: But I'm totally okay with them taking an Alderson family road trip and an Alf based Full House episode, right? Yeah. Like. And I, I was really like trying to come to terms with the feelings on that. And I think it's comes down to I just simply don't like this style of pop music. And I did not feel like this was within Mr. Robot's wheelhouse. They, well, they don't go. typically do this with music. Yeah. They do it with like cinematography and motifs mm-hmm. and things like that. No, I, I I want to give them the benefit of the doubt and say, well, if they're going for a rom com thing, how better to go for it than a cheesy, shitty pop song, right? Which eh, I don't know. that's it, maybe it's not as shitty as I want to say. Like everybody seems to be converts to Carly Rae Jepsen now on the Reddit. People uh, hate Carly Rae, huh?
1: People hate Carly just just really no no I'm just saying people re- who never listened to her music song against her wasn't that the uh, Call I, Me Maybe I, sure that yeah. that sounds like a thing I don't know uh-huh
0: uh but yeah I, I came down on maybe I just think it's a pop thing but well, then I look the at thing. Faith Hill and I'm like okay I don't like that song either mm-hmm. but in the moment it was I was totally fine with that song right I think because it's a character choice and not a stylistic thing
1: right they're and not Dom's trying, not cool. Like Dom's sure, not yeah. cool. This show is cool, mm-hmm. and you don't think Carly Rae Jep- Jepsen's cool, so it's harmed the show's image. And I also think that you, the reason like you're fine with some kind of out of character things happening in the elf, uh, the, the elf, the Alf episode, is because that's the show being ironic. That's the show being sure. playful and ironic, and and working on different levels. And you know when you're you're getting this. Uh, uh, music that is the soundtrack of the actual episode and it doesn't sound like Mr. Robot and it doesn't fit your mold of what you think you know it'd be like Neo showing up in a bow tie yeah. in the Matrix like Nothing intrinsically wrong with bow ties, his, his and maybe some people can is pull it off. Like but like, why is he wearing the monk robes with the red Tucker Carlson yeah. bow tie? Like, I thought he was supposed to be cool, and and, and not just cool, but a very particular kind of cool. And yeah. this show is a very particular kind of cool that maybe this pop portfolio doesn't fit into. I it think certainly that's, didn't that's for me. The, that's the where the gears are grinding. Yeah, but I don't know. But but maybe I'm just uh, a little more close-minded than your average. Mr. Robot viewer. Who Can knows? I ask you, there's one other thing that I forgot to talk about at the time that, uh, that, that, because some people have, they have noticed the, the, the looseness of this episode and there's a couple other things pointed out in the feedback, but I've taken it to where they actually, uh, did you see the theory saying that this is a dom, another dom dream? Because Dom has had these dreams that have faked us out on a sure. couple of occasions. This yeah. whole episode is a Dom dream. Uh,
0: what was it, Big Hard Henry or something like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Big dick,
1: big dick <laughs> Dave. Yeah. Yeah. Diamond Dick Dave. Uh that was yep. And there's an a, another one from the season before where she had like this dream fantasy. Um because Dom's family was kidnapped by an Irish mercenary. Mm-hmm. And now her family is in FBI safe house custody. The the Irish mercenary did say
0: he was taking her, the family to the safe house. So. To the FBI safe house. Like this seems like yeah. something she had worked out both with the Irish guy and also. But how did that, but I want to know the, the mechanics FBI? of how
1: the FBI came to like either, either this, these, these Irish mercenaries pulled up in their ski masks uh-huh. And like we've got a delivery for the FBI and the FBI is like we're expecting you come on through or there is this a handoff situation. At... But it's almost impossible because she doesn't know what safe
0: house they're at.
1: So like, yeah, I, I don't know. OK,
0: so the Irish it guy takes him to the safe house. Uh-huh. The FBI gets word from Dom that they need mm. to go check their safe houses. Because she doesn't know which safe house they're at and then or maybe th- like hey go check this particular safe house and then move them to another safe house that dom doesn't know about yeah
1: yeah okay there are some weird disconnected details here i just thought it would be i i wish and and i i you know as you know i i love this one at first because i thought that was a great twist it was kind of in plain sight and it made dom very clever but now it's like boy i wish i, I wish i saw that final you know the, the the final it's it's like seeing I feel like I saw oceans eleven without the final like, oh, this is how we did it, okay, yeah the recap. <laughs> you know? uh-huh. yeah, it's like it's like they just cut from uh uh, uh George Clooney being locked locked up in the back room to them smoking cigars outside in the fountain and like, what, yeah, wait, what? Brad, I, 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 maybe brad pitt was a swat team guy and uh-huh. i don't know maybe the the goofy asian dude was in that the buffet table i don't know i don't, I know. The I don't pinch, know
0: the pinch probably did something yeah I, yeah 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 maybe. yeah
1: right right yeah the, the flapjack had a role to play but <laughs> I, I just don't know i don't i want to know where the flapjack went man yeah is that too much to ask no i don't think so maybe in the the, the blu-rays for the episode well it's not it for our podcast because we have feedback uh robot at baldmove.com is how you send that submission in let's get right to it Mansquito sounds horrific to be it's like jeff goldblum only even a bigger asshole insect character it's true your 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 life must be a daily struggle Mansquito. try not to get swatted out there angela's apartment where i uh, had, had some uh, questions about angela's apartment where elliot and darlene has been staying if you'll recall, on the walls and the fridge, there are pictures of people. Pictures include one or more people. However, their faces are covered in either red or yellow tape or post-it notes. Okay. I about pooped myself on rewatched on, on a rewatch and witnessed the same phenomenon at the house of White Rose was held up in. I think it was season two, episode 10, when Angela was brought to the house with frame pictures on the wall, again with the red and yellow paper slash tape blocking the faces. My guess is that these are dead people. White Rose has killed the home's occupants and their faces were covered for some reason. Angel's apartment pictures are likely to five nine victims. Seems to be a theory rolling around that these people are somehow both alive and dead until they are observed. Some sort of Schrodinger's cat type of phenomenon. But why red and yellow? Ketchup and mustard? Your guess is as good (laughs) as mine. Not sure if you talked about all this, but then I thought I should bring it up again in case... Uh, since we're in the in game and will these things will likely come up uh, very soon maybe eve uh, so i know this was a, talked about a lot in the preseason because in some of the trailers we got to see um, i think a uh, some kind of science facility Mm-hmm. That had a whole bunch of like famous physicists and stuff like hanging on the wall, and their mm-hmm. eyes and st- faces were taped over too. And people were trying to figure out what it all meant. And I confess, I haven't seen many of those type of theories floating around to what they uh, what they might mean. Um, yep. I, I I can't even guess. I honestly can't even guess.
0: I mean, so there are a couple of colors of tape. The I, yeah, I'm hmm,
1: not pulling anything. So I just want to throw that out there in case the hive mind can put something together. But like I, yeah, I haven't seen anything really great that uh, uh, explains that. And it's one of those things. that's like I, that might turn out to be the spiral patterns on the kids' bedroom walls and True Detective. Like it's just kind of I creepy, I menacing. More of it. Myster- I, well not like a set dressing mistake but more like just kind of wow. creepy menacing weird for weirdness sake it's not like mm. has a literal point like okay. like why does the dark army wear devil masks mm-hmm. they could wear any type of mask right. but why do they wear asian devil masks like what i mean maybe there is a satisfying mythological reason or some kind of lore in the deep you know sun king monkey god stuff but I don't know what it is and I don't think it is going to if I if I get out of Mr. Robot not knowing why they wear those particular devil masks, it's not going to be it's not going to break my heart. Sure. Uh, Scott from Chicago. He wants to talk about all the things that don't add up in this episode. And this is an edited list because I took out the things I knew what we were going to talk about. And also just this was a, an exhaustive list. So okay. here's what Scott has problems with. Uh from the movie quotes from uh with with leon and leon not being his real name the vonnegut mirrors references we heard leon's reference and are shown mirrors multiple times this episode and last but not least leon's man nobody fucking reads anymore i took this as not only reading books but dom reading between the lines even the curbside drop off leon's comment of until the next episode then clearly went over their heads uh he is hopefully in the show until the end do you think that Leon's comment of until the next episode is got a double meaning of like, I'll see you in the next episode and likely kill you? Or do you think? Oh, I don't know I'll be... likely kill you, but um, maybe.
0: Uh, but yeah, I think it probably has a meaning.
1: You think it's going to, I mean, if he kind of shows up in the next episode, then there you go, yeah. Leon fulfilled. I wouldn't be surprised. We haven't really seen him do anything. Like there's been no payoff
0: to him yeah. working with, Elliot and, and I don't know Darlene. why but
1: I would buy Leon having his weird kind of fourth wall breaking character like I think you can get away with a kook, uh, like a completely crazy guy like that mm-hmm. if there's only one of them in the show but, yeah I mean uh, we were asking why the hell they
0: brought back Vera and Vera turned out to be a critical sure. component of this season why the hell bring back Leon if he's
1: just gonna drop
0: them off at the airport right yeah
1: yeah uh, is Leon still Dark Army? Has he been recontracted? What are the odds that no one former dark Army drives him in secret through the backwoods of Connecticut to get to Boston only to find another former important dark Army operative hawking his book there at the gift shop. Mm-hmm. Maybe think of Leon's quote about not just focusing on the why, but the when, the where, and the how much. Yeah, I know this is the yep. this is the schizophrenic nature of this episode. It wants to be taken seriously, but as we've kind this is kind of the other side of the person kinda of taking it seriously where we're like, ah, oh, this is just kind of a joke. Yeah, like these kind of questions seem like they demand answers, right? When Irving's trying to tell her, to sell her the seller to book, he says it's perfect for long flights. How the hell does he know she know he's she's does he know that she's on a long flight? Most tellingly, Irving blurts out a spoiler alert that in Chapter 12 of the book, he strangles his mother to death. Could this be Esmail throwing us an Easter egg hinting to Chapter 12, a.k.a. Season 4, EO12, 12, EO 12, that Dom's mom is a goner? Oh, I didn't even catch that one. Dom's mom? Dom's mom. Got a, We got a real-life mom still at stake here, Jim. Damn. Uh, they built her up into a character this season. Why? Why? So, so Why would Esmail do something like that? Put her in danger, I imagine. With all respect, when a used car salesman says, "Trust me, you should have your guard up and Dom Depiro clearly does not. She wants a fairy tale ending so badly seeing her family getting her job back and being with Darlene that she fails to recognize Irving's comment that, uh from the Dark Army or that the Dark Army has skedaddled off to something more important has to be true, and they're all safe now uh, I mean it's definitely true, but is it the whole story?
0: Like I think the dark Army is on to something more important, White Rose's project and salvaging mm, that, yeah but yeah is is the whole thing true right yeah they're gonna like so eventually
1: they'll get caught up on their busy schedule and oh look here's a loose end could be uh when dom asks irving what the dark army is doing now he tells her that i cannot tell you the tone clearly indicated to me that he knows uh but he cannot say although i think dom just maybe wants to believe that he doesn't know because he's not privy to that info if you pause the show when it's on the back cover of the book jacket it describes beat chow as this thrilling tale with a twist ending you won't forget hopefully this is an easter egg from smail about the fate the mr of the mr robot characters and how everything in the show will pan out hmm. with 10 minutes left in the episode we have dom telling darlene all i know is we don't have to run anymore and then of mm. course 410 ends with the two of them literally running back and forth <laughs> through logan to and from the gate love the continuation parenthetically of the White Rose slash price time theme, although there is an error because the departure screen said the flight was leaving at 10.03 p.m., but Darlene's border pass showed 6.15 p.m. In addition to seat 23D, which could not have been the vacant middle seat next to Donald. Oh, my God. She got on the wrong plane. I mean. They're going to blow up a different plane. She won't be on it. So, time is definitely a thing in this show, but we also know that Esmail occasionally fucks up. He fucked up the vintage of a wine bottle from earlier this season. So, like, is it that hard to coordinate all the dates and times as people are randomly walking by things and seeing news articles? It seems extremely difficult. I never understand how they're able to manage it, honestly. Um, You know, you make it one person's job to do that, I guess, and then... Her but, her plane is going to go faster than the speed of light, uh-huh. or
0: or near approaching the speed of light around the planet many many millions of times, and yeah. then she'll arrive at 10 p.m.
1: But I mean, my point is, how do you tell a guy like Scott to relax on this stuff? Because the show has taught him yeah, to no, I, like keep his eyes wide open and and take his Adderall and obsessively notice all these details on I mean, all these things. Being and I'm off. a lot like Scott. Yeah, like I, that's
0: I'm inclined to do that too. Right, it's just. Man, I don't know where I sit with this
1: thing, and it's it all, wants me to not feel. I'll take handfuls of Percocets, and it'll all be fine. Yeah. Speaking of that, after a whirlwind day of anesthesia, Percocet, and the drinks at the airport bar, Dom finally nods off in her seat on page one of Irving's book, no less, mm-hmm. and begins that good night of sleep and rest everyone has been saying she needs. Wonder if we'll get another Dom nightmare scene to open episode 411. It's ironic that calling uh, 411 is a direct is directory assistance, and Dom needs that more than anything in her life right now.
0: Okay. Next episode opens up uh dom wakes up on the plane she looks around her something she can tell something's not right mm-hmm. and she discovers oh shit there's a bomber on this plane oh my
1: god and there's a there's it's a shootout the irish bastard yeah there's
0: a shootout <laughs> she's trying to take him down she can't the plane blows up and then she wakes up in her airplane seat
1: Ah. Uh. <laughs> What if she wakes? How annoying will that be? Or I was just thinking, like, what's the most absurd thing that I could actually see? She wakes up and her stewardess is White Rose. Okay. And then the person and sitting everyone... beside her is White Rose. And then across his way yeah. it's White Rose. Her mom comes up. It's White, it's, like, it's White Rose. It's like it's White Rose all the way down.
0: But there's a single Irving. There's a single. Yeah. He's the Uh huh. Yeah.
1: But then then he then he looks but looks back and it's White Rose. Mm. Uh, yeah. Seb wrote in and said, "I'm amazed Amazon let them break an Alexa and call it something you order toilet paper with." Amazon let them let because I can fucking get
0: on a camera and break an Alexa and say this wipes my ass for me. Yeah, and I don't think Amazon is gonna have damn all fuck all to say about it. It
1: does seem that like production usually try to approve that, but it's more of in the sense of like, can we get some sponsorship money? Like it's almost mm-hmm. like a product placement thing. So I yeah like. Amazon can't keep you from breaking Alexa as art, man. They certainly cannot. Yeah. Um, It's it's weird to watch through Amazon streaming service, Mr. Robot, as Mm -hmm. they're trashing an Amazon product. But what are you going to do? I know you two weren't big fans of season two, but I've definitely missed Leon's es- esoteric ramblings. So I'm glad we got some more before the end, along with Irving's cameo. I love the detail that Dom tried not to buy the book after that, but the cashier made her <laughs> yeah. because he'd signed it. Because he defaced it. He defaced which is it. Hilarious. Yeah, it's actually yeah. worth less now. Right. Uh, I do. I Game like. Man. I like Leon's uh, ramblings. Yeah, well, like Leon is not the problem with season two. I'll you tell are you that much. Damn right. Uh, I was so fucking there for that Christmas movie romance of Dom rushing back to go with Darlene, but I knew based on the episode description that they were going to fuck with us. I'm glad they still had time for a bit of a breather episode, and I hope Dom is able to be happy. I feel like we almost forgot to talk about this. So, Darlene thinks she needs to be with someone to be happy, Mm -hmm. and she can't take care of herself. And Dom thinks she has to have all these responsibilities that are crushing her. And this control over her life. And they both leave and get to a place where Dom realizes that she... There's more important things than her responsibilities. And she needs to run away from them. And goes back to be with Darlene. Darlene has a panic attack in the bathroom and realizes that I can actually take care of myself and I don't need someone mm-hmm. and that realization means I don't have to run. So Darlene has got the happier ending because Dom went back to get find Darlene, but the way the the, the the show unfolded, her falling asleep for the first time means that she had backed her way into a healthy life decision.
0: Yep. I agree. Uh Dom's ending is not quite as happy yeah because she's not getting the things she wants or need well she does get things she needs but definitely not what she wants yeah uh darlene kind of seems to come to terms uh sort of line line up what she wants and what she needs
1: i think that it's it's good because i was thinking the whole time when you're seeing dom's obvious discomfort working with these criminals and like uh discomfort with what darlene's doing with the robin hood shit and you know, her trying to push her into cyber command. It's like, man, if they did get together as cute as they are and as much chemistry as I think they have, one or probably both of them are going to be fucking miserable because they're going to be constantly pulling the other in a direction to be less of a stick, you know, have a stick up their Mm, ass or more have, hey, can you have a stick at all up the ass? Can it be like a half inch up there? Because you got no sticks in the ass and you're (laughs) way too loosey-goosey. So I kind of thought, I I thought that was the the best part of the episode. Like the, just a purely Dom Darlene, will they won't they and the final won't they felt felt pretty good but i'm not a big shipper so uh jennifer wants to know does darlene know about Elliot's abuse or did he shield it from her do you think his mom knew Mm. you mean at the hands of edward his father i think that's a little bit unclear okay i'll go with that but i have suspicion Do you? what's your suspicion? I think that Darlene doesn't know because if she did I think she would have said something before like I think that it seemed pretty clear that that Elliot's thing was to shield his sister by pushing her in the closet and then attacking his dad to you know um, keep her away from him and maybe that's something Elliot got that's why he got the bad out is because you know maybe Darlene was getting old enough to start getting some of that attention too and and he wasn't going to have it Mm -hmm. um I think so. So that's my opinion that she, that Elliot successfully shielded her from the abuse. The mom, I got a pretty clear opinion on that too. I'm feeling a lot more down on the mom. Yeah. uh, After finding out what Edward was doing. Uh huh. But I feel like that angry conversation they had at the hospital takes on, like, I think Elliot's mom was a piece of shit too, clearly. She's putting her cigarettes out on Elliot and Darlene. And, you know, Darlene agrees that she's also a bad parent. Um, but I think you can be a, a bad phys- physical, uh, you can be a bad parent that physically abuses your kid and also be kind of horrified slash disgusted that your mate has molested them too. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's kind of her mom knew about it, wasn't happy about it, and probably took, I, I, I don't know, like, it, I, it, it, it depends on what, what what you think about how Mr. Alderson died, Okay. You know, or if he's actually, you know, like, uh, did he die of cancer from the township thing, or did he die because he got beaten head by a baseball bat, or yeah, I'm more on
0: board with that theory now. Second one,
1: or maybe even committed suicide, and like, so, so, I I... here's the other thing about Elliot's mom, though. Yeah, like, yeah,
0: she's abusive um, in other ways. If she did know about the abuse that Edward uh, was perpetrating on Elliot. She should have done something about it.
1: Oh, see, I guess that's, and a- that's to me the more, you know, I mean, that's equally egregious. I thought that that was, I guess I would thought, and I don't know why I think this, but I thought that this incident with Elliot jumping out the window brought that stuff to head and it didn't happen anymore. And that like Edward died very shortly after that, probably maybe even in that same incident. I don't know. Right. I mean, that's kind of, so like, I, and I think that assumption she, I'm making, I guess I also assumed that that's when her mom, the mom found out. So if, any okay. dose, if she found out years before I, and just let it yeah, happen. Yeah. And obviously that's like fucking way beyond the pale. Right. Okay. Yeah. Maybe she just found out. Um, but I don't know. Cause I, again, like I, I, if this I I will say this, if this episode if, if this ends amazingly, I'm almost certainly going to go back and watch at least the first season because yeah. I think there's going to be a lot of I remember season 3 very well and season 2, I don't know, we'll see. <laughs> the <But> season <laughs> season 1 I like this because I think there's probably a lot of little things that if you watch it with fresh eyes, it's like, "Oh, the timeline will make sense." Yep. But we'll see uh james s who would you rather sit next to on a seven hour flight from boston to budapest darlene manic from robin hooding the deus group or dom sad from leaving her family and likely to fall asleep on you i mean man i really don't like talking to people on planes
0: so it's honestly in the heart of my heart probably dom because she'll just sleep through
1: the whole thing yeah but darlene i think would be a hell of a lot of fun to just talk to I go back and forth because, like, I've had enjoyed the conversations I had with people on the plane. It's essentially I like talking to interesting people, but I don't like Darlene making small. Bad. I don't like ma- like making small talk with with uh, uninteresting people. Yeah. Uh, and if I had like, if if I, if I had to choose right now, I'd probably go with the person who most likely fall asleep because I can just read a book or listen to a podcast. Mm-hmm. I can't make a person oblivious to social cues stop talking to me. Because <laughs> God knows I've tried. I feel you on an indie the, the the dallas flight once like mm. I, there's nothing i could make this dull motherfucker the uh, uh, <laughs> like i could pretend to read i could put headphones in he's still going to tug my arm and want to throw in throw in another story jeez <sighs> not enough percocet in the world uh dan k stealing a mirror is a direct okay so dan k is the one that had the breakfast of champions quote yeah. Um. And he's the one wondering if Elliot is going to be able to have a chance to ask Sam smail What the fuck, man? What the fuck? And I think we've already talked about that. That's either going to be the greatest mic drop in uh, the golden age of the television that I can think of, or it's going to be we're all laughing at Sam Esmail, not with him. I don't see yep. any. That's like it feels like a binary thing. Like it either works completely or it like that working 95% is still going to be god awful. Uh, okay, it has let, to work let, at 100% or it's not going to work at all.
0: Let me throw this out there. The Golden Globe nominations just happened. Mhm. Rami Malek got nominated for a um the best actor in a TV series. Okay. In a Fair. drama. Um the show itself did not get nominated for best drama. So to me that says the submission here or or the thing that was most highly considered was probably his performance in like 407 did
1: they did they say what submission what episode was submitted or is that a thing? i
0: i don't know cuz that's a thing with the emmys i don't know if that's a thing with golden globes but that's what i'm getting at like i i would assume that it was probably his best performance was submitted mm-hmm. um in that episode or if they view the whole season or whatever which they probably don't mm-hmm. um that's at least the episode they considered Hmm. which tells me that maybe there isn't some mind-blowing TV landscape altering thing at the end of this, or they probably would have considered that instead. Would they get to see that if it's not been aired yet, though? I assume so, yeah. See, I don't know. If, if it's they going have all... to air during the period of eligibility, I would think so. Huh.
1: Yeah, I don't know if they have screeners. I don't know, because I also I don't put a lot of stock in these uh, institutions getting it right. Oh, fuck no. Fuck so... no. Because there are a lot of I mean, people. We have an award show. We get it wrong. <laughs> Everyone gets. Yeah, award our shows our, wrong. our award show is as stupid as any of them. Yeah. Um. But I think that. Uh, yeah, I know. I saw a lot of people being really upset about that on on Reddit and elsewhere mm-hmm. about Mr. Robot getting robbed. And I'm just like, it's it's not. It's certainly not the best show that's ever been robbed of of critical no. acclaim, and, and it will not be wire. the last show that's ever been robbed of critical acclaim. So. Yeah. Uh, welcome welcome to the world of stupid award shows. Mm-hmm. And that is where we are at at the end of this episode, at the end of this coverage of this week. We'll be back, of course, next week for the... It's not the penultimate, but it'll essentially be the penultimate because the week after, it'll be a special back-to-back airing As from, from as far as I understand of the final two episodes of Mr. Robot. It mm-hmm. will be the last podcast that we do before we come back from Christmas break. Um, so... It'll be the penultimate for us. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the plans to do next week's
0: podcast is normal, yep. and then the ones that air right before Christmas, those two back to backs, we're going to come back the
1: Monday following, yes. and cover those before, before like two days before New Year's Eve or whatever. Yeah, and, so it'll and be like those. three or four days delayed. Yeah. from when you normally yeah. get yeah. it. But it's a super sized episode, and it's over Christmas. What mm-hmm. what we're, 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 Podcasting I, I on hack. Christmas Day was I, never I, going to happen. I, I, I got
0: I got uh, I I got to get some information out <laughs> of a woman. I'm gonna have to go real dark for that. I got a hack to do. I
1: pl- I'm gonna plan on showing up on Christmas and recording, but I have a, uh, have a feeling that I'm gonna get hijacked by some crazy taxidermist. Uh-huh. And she's gonna make me listen to uh, Dan Carlin podcast all day, and I just won't. I just it just won't happen. I so. promised to drive uh, a dirty Santa Claus home. Did you? Yeah. Well, that's nice. I bet yeah. he like volunteered to make sick children feel better. So <laughs> he's doing good work. Uh, <laughs> that's uh, that's where at that. Please send your feedback to robot at bulbmove. Uh, We'll see you next Wednesday. Until then, I'm Aaron. And I'm Jim. See ya.